Welcome, everybody, to the Dirty Slides Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Prano, coming to you live from the signature at the MGM in Las Vegas, Nevada. Joined, as always, by my co-host from the Laz Lair, Andy Laz Lazarus. What it is, Joe. MGM Grand, one of the places I'm not banned from in Vegas. It's funny that you should say that. I start... My set here. So my uh, I'm at the signature at the MGM Grammar, which is like a cool like three tower hotel Ooh. hotel only portion of the MGM. Okay. Yeah. My window, right. which is right here, looks out over Top Golf. Sexy. Which I'm gonna have to go. I think I'm gonna hit that either late tonight or maybe just during the day tomorrow. You have a show tonight. I have a show tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I have been starting my sets here by talking about how MGM is the first hotel and casino that I ever stayed in, in Las Vegas. And the reason why I haven't been here in the 20, I think it was probably 22 years since. Yeah. And that is, uh, the first time I ever came to Vegas, it was like me and like five other dudes. It was like me, the Rampola brothers, this guy Vaughn, blah, blah, blah. Like it was, it was just, you know, brothers. it was like, yeah. it was like five dudes in a two queen, room standard Trouble. room just doing 22 year old dude yeah here. 22 year old things so there was like two brothers sleeping in one queen bed two dudes sleeping in the other queen bed and then i had a roll away on the floor yeah um and it was one of those like the standing rollaways it's like the one piece not the yeah. fold up right so to the get hannibal out, lecter yeah exactly the hannibal lecter exactly <laughs> that's what they should call him so the first night we're there, the first morning after the first night we're there, yeah. I get up in the morning. I'm like, all right, there's too many dudes in this room. I'm putting this roll away up. I'm standing it up and I'm getting it out of the way. Yeah. And I stand it up and I slide it over and I smash a picture, just like a uh-huh. picture frame on the wall, broken glass. I'm like, yeah. fuck, they're going to fucking charge me for that. Right. Yeah. So then I was like, well. Maybe I pull an old Prano brothers family trick when we would accidentally break some glass in the Prano house. And that is you just knock out all the glass yeah, and, and you just, hope no one ever notices that notice there's it. no glass. Right. Yeah. We did that in my house growing up. And it was like six years later. My dad's like, is there a hey, glass wait a on minute. this thing? What the <laughs> fuck is this about? And we were like, I don't even know. Oh, no. What are you talking Nobody about? Even- Statue of limitations, like, Dad. It was like, that who was did that? Ago. And I was like, it's literally long enough that I don't remember who did it. So I don't think you can right. legally punish Plausible anybody. deniability is yeah. what they call it. So I break the painting picture frame first night, and I, I kick out all the rest of the glass, and I you know stomp it into little pieces. I think I flushed it down the toilet or put it in a garbage bag or something like that. <laughs> you flushed glass down a toilet? Sure. It's a hotel. It's an industrial fucking toilet flush. I've, honestly, I've probably done something. Yeah. yeah I've probably done that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> our buddy mm-hmm. out one night, we're all out late and um, he disappears from the table and he eventually comes back to the table hours later and we're like, where are you? Where were you? And he's like, I took a hooker up to the room. And uh, he was like, but I couldn't get in because I didn't have a key. And my name is not one of the fucking names on the list. So they wouldn't let me in. So I had security come and try to let me in, but they wouldn't let me in because my name was on the list. And security's (laughs) like, how am I supposed to know that this is your room? He was like, well, if you go in the first picture on the right, the glass is gone because Joe broke it. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy was like, all right, well, I'll let you in with this hooker, but you know we got to charge you for that fucking picture now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And they, like, put it on me, and I, I don't think I paid, and I disappeared. And I was like, just maybe don't go back to the MGM for a while. Yeah, right. And I tell that story on stage to start, nice. the, to start the stand-up sets. But here we are, Laz. We are uh, – I am sitting here in 
in the on the couch area of my hotel room. I've got the World Series pregame show on in the background. Big Poppy, A Rod, Derek Jeter, a who's who, a who's who of nineties, early to mid two thousands baseball super studs. Yeah, um, I couldn't be happier that Big Poppy regularly just steamrolls Derek Jeter every time he tries to talk. Oh, does he? I haven't really watched their pregame show yet. Uh, that's hilarious, though. Derek Jeter will be like, you know, the way you got to handle Seager in this, he's like, baby, don't throw to him, man. <laughs> you got to give him the Barry Bones treatment, man. There's no, you know, you don't throw him the ball. Yeah. You just don't pitch to him. He's like, I'm just saying, you know, strategic post, strategically, just do not pitch <laughs> to him, man. Ball, right. <laughs> I love it. Derek, yeah, I can't get a word in. Poppy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was saying to you last yet, we were going to try to record this yesterday mm-hmm. doing a mid series done. And I said, hopefully Arizona ties it up yeah, and we can do a, a mid series episode. Yeah, we got a two, two it's best of three. Cause there's a, there's a chance scenario. now that, I mean, we're, we're going to record this and then, you know, I'll have to process it and I'll have to shower, get ready for it. Like there's a, there's a chance that this podcast doesn't even get uploaded until after until the world tomorrow. series over, which right. is sad, but yeah. at the same time, fuck the diamondbacks, fuck the diamondbacks. <laughs> yeah. Are you, you're, are you a fuck the diamondbacks just cause they're NL West? Uh, no, just after the, the way the gays were treated in the state of Arizona, fuck the Fuck the Diamondbacks. We have to talk about this before we yeah. get into all this, into this World Series talk. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I assume that if you listen to this podcast, you probably follow the Venice Gays on Instagram. Yeah. Your annual tournament in Arizona was a couple weeks ago? A couple weeks ago. Um, this is, this is, I would say, like, this is the big thing for the Gays. This is this like is what it. the this Gays is, do, right? This is what the Gays live for. This is... You know, we play a few games in the in the summer. You know, we only have played like a 10, 10 game season this year, but everything's about Arizona. Everything's about putting the squad together to make a run in the Arizona tournament. Like that's it. That's all it's about. So, you know, um we always run into uh three cowards who run this tournament. Uh Steve Sigler, his uh, fake muscled son Brian Ziegler and the troll Tom Pendergrast. And wherever we go, Tom Pendergrast is like the league official, and he's always like, you know, give me your roster. You got to have these guys that got to be 25, zaba daba do. You know, did you have enough pinch runners? Did you, you know, did everybody play enough to be qualified for the playoffs? He's just up your ass all the time. And he's, you know, he makes, he makes the uh, gays time less fun. You know, which is as as seriously we take this, this is this is vacation for most people. This is, you know, you take vacation to go and play with the gays. You know, everybody right. has a life and is and is working, you know. So um after the first game, Tom calls me up with some bullshit protest about batting 14 guys. I'm like, that's not even a rule. What are we in recess? What are you talking about? He's like, that's rule. You guys are, you know, disqualified. I'm like, here's the rule, dickhead. And it says you don't need 14 guys. All right. So he's just making our fucking life miserable. And the next game, um, you guys saw the, uh, if you, you know, you saw the reel about, you know, whether my, my guy punched the umpire. Um, right. Uh, anyway, I mean, these umpires had a, you know, a really bad strike zone most of the game. And it's a one nothing game most of the game. Um, two good pitchers, you know, uh, the guy, the, uh, trash pandas pitchers, good pitcher, man. Uh, didn't need any help, you know? Uh, so, uh, in a two out bottom of the eighth situation, two guys on, uh, left-handed hitter pulls the ball down the line, clearly foul. The guy calls it fair two run score. We go nuts. What the fuck's going on? Do he proceeds to chuck out me, Nolan, Telly, uh, how, then the, how obvious was it it was foul? I don't know. I mean, the runner stopped running. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> was then, there any was there any conversation because of how dramatic this ended up becoming with the other team? And they're like, yeah, it's foul ball. No, these fucking they don't give a fuck. These guys, these guys were the ones who told uh um 
the uh, league that like we threw a punch. And at first it was I, me who they said threw a punch. Meanwhile, what's hilarious is, and I hate to cut you off, but yeah, oh, go ahead. You're the only, you've got to be the only men's league team in maybe the country that has multiple high def cameras on every single. Thing I, you know. <laughs> I know. And I think the, the powers that be just don't like it. Because we got cameras and, you know, we're a rather diverse and loud group. And, you know, we're not a bunch of uh, kind of scrappy scrappers, gamers, you know, play the game the right way kind of guys. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know? Anyway, so he's throwing everybody out. And then all of a sudden he's like, call the police. I'm like, what? And then it's kind of like, you know. Black guys got mad at that one. <laughs> right, right. So I'm trying to clear all like the five or six guys off the field before the cops come. And like this gets like a serious situation over nothing. Crazy, you know, crazy, right? And the call the cops was on the the fake punch. Call the cops. No, the call I've been the cops assaulted. Was just on us, on us being loud. That's crazy. It was a full-on Karen situation. So that I'm trying to make substitutions also being thrown out. I'm still the manager. I still have to make substitutions while getting these guys off the field. And then all of a sudden this thing goes on with, uh, with BY with the umpire being like, do something, do something, trying to bait him into a fight. Um, and uh, then the cops come and they're like park Rangers, but they are strapped. And these guys, <laughs> yeah, it's and, Arizona. Yeah. And these guys, but the, to their credit, they're like, what happened now? Uh-huh. And then he's like, do you want to press charges against the umpire? And BY looks at me like, yeah, maybe we should. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to be filling out paperwork all week. I'm just here to play baseball. What the fuck are we talking about? Right? Right. Just, I should have. I should have. You know, just to get these this Tom Pendergrass fucking troll off me. Okay. So anyway, after so now we got a 1 o'clock game back the other way in like Salt River. So this now, is not a now. Hold on. Sorry, I, we I wanna, end up losing this game. I want to stop you again. Yeah. Yeah. Typically in men's league softball, in high school baseball, in, in essentially everything besides the major leagues, mm -hmm. if you're ejected from a game, there's some sort of you can't play the next game. You can't coach the next game. Was any of that a part of the thing? Did you lose guys for multiple games? No, no, no. No rules to that or they just don't. There's no them. rule to that. When you get ejected, you can play the next game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. So now it's funny you should ask. So now, like in these tournaments, you'd be playing one. We're playing at Ho Ho Cam, which is in like Mesa at 9 a.m. And then your next game's in like Salt River, which is like a half hour away. And then the base of operations is like Tempe, but that's like 30 minutes away. And, you know, traffic and shit. And, you know, Arizona's one big loop. You have to get around the loop. Whatever. So after this game, we lose three to nothing. Very emotional game, obviously. Um, I get a tall call from Tom Pendergrass saying that like I swung at the umpire and I'm like, what are you talking about? These guys say you did. I'm like, and so you believe them? He's like, well, that's what they say. Uh, and then he go, and I goes, I didn't swing at any umpire. Then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Number three, number three swung at an umpire. <laughs> Tom, what the fucking fuck? And he goes, oh, well, you got to come over here and you got to tell me your side of the story or this guy is suspended for the tournament. So now instead of going from Mesa, the fucking talking stick. I got to go fucking kiss the ring and fucking Tempe. Now we go in there and we kiss the ring and we're like, look, and I didn't, you know, how BYU, many years have you guys been playing? 20, 20 years, 20. Is there any other, is there any other teams that have been? Maybe two. Maybe yeah. two. Right. So you, you would think that you've earned some sort of you think so. respect from Tom Pendergrass. You'd think so. You'd think so. <laughs> end of the day tom pendergrast says walks us out and there's also a, a like head of umpires guy fucking you know crusty white johnny tough guy guy and be like hold on a minute that sounds like you guys were swearing at him like yeah no reason to call the cops nobody got punched right anyway so he, he tom pendergrast is like all right after by explains the situation you know, he walks he's what me and by out of there and he's like you know what think ejection is enough. You clearly didn't throw a punch at anybody. So you're you're back in. Shakes his hand, shakes my hand, looks me in the eye, looks BY in the eye. We go. Next game, 
emotionally, we're already just spent from the whole day. You know, we lose this other fucking team, whatever. So we're like, we're good. We regroup the next night. We have a team dinner. We're ready to go. Next morning, um, our first game is at 1230 at... 12 i get a text from tom pendergrass saying i've seen a video where by attempts to punch the umpire he's suspended for the entire tournament i lose my fucking shit i find like, what the fucking fuck tom where'd you see this evidence he's like it's on ask your cameraman i'm like what the fuck ask like my camera everything's in in you know in a hard drive what are you talking about well i saw it on the internet i'm like you saw it on instagram from me that, that he punched, let me see it. Let me see the video. He couldn't produce the video. And I'm like, listen, it, the burden of proof was on the accuser, not the accused. I do not recognize this, this uh, you know, suspension. I do not recognize it. Yeah. So we go and we play this game, and he comes down there, and he has to take a fucking, fucking golf cart down there because his little legs couldn't carry him down there under his own power. Fucking cowardly troll. Um, with his big brother, the umpire, uh, the head of the umpire's fucking union or whatever. And he comes out and says, this game is under protest or under suspension unless Andy you take number three out of the game. I'm like, do you have the evidence of him punching an umpire? He's like, no, well, I'm not taking him out of the game. You know, and I'm like, I stand with BY, you know, like what justice for BY or whatever, you know? And I, I take my team off the field. I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. You look me in the hand, you look me in the eye, you shook my hand, said I, he wasn't suspended. Now you have some evidence that you won't share and say he's suspended for the entire time. Go fuck yourself. We're out. So by me doing that, they said essentially, well, yeah. So then I had to go meet with uh, um, the cowardly father and son. And I'm like, look at all this. We'll bring you, I'll bring the 4K camera. Essentially what you, exactly what you guys saw on, on Instagram, on that reel. Do you see a punch? That video. Show them the, the video. And they're like, wow, there's clearly no punch. No, he's not suspended. Yes. Well, since you refuse to take him off the field, this makes it very awkward because you had a chance to take him off the field and play. So you can't make the playoffs. We can't do anything about it. But he's not suspended. He, you know, you know, old boy was clearly wrong. I'm like, well, I wouldn't have to do that if your guy had evidence or, you know, fucking kept his word. And uh, so essentially they didn't let us, you know, play in the playoffs. And uh, basically uh, didn't return any of my phone calls or texts for two straight days. Cowards. Will you be returning to this tournament in Arizona? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I will not. There's well, other just a couple years ago, there was a second place finish and a throne. <laughs> Randy Ruther's here. Randy Ruther's here. There was a throne yeah. trophy, and there was all this stuff. So it yeah, seems there's like more this tournaments. Long time yeah, there's more tournaments. Um, the the tournament where we throw the trophy was a different tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, I uh. I don't know what I can do about this situation. It feels um, like, it feels like I've been wronged too much, Joe, and I'm coming for the MSBL. And if, if it turns out that the MSBL gets swallowed up and becomes the last BL, well, so be it. Hostile takeover. I'm, 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 a, I'm coming for your lives. I'm coming for the food on your table. Uh, it feels like the feature film Venice gay story is, is too long coming here. Why? We should, we should see all this. Yeah. Yeah, well, it takes quite a bit of time to go through all this, but I'll be going through this. Um, I'll be I'll be going through this. Uh, the actual the 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 cop incident. The incident. Yeah, and I'll and I'll release that very soon. You know, so that's all. That'll be a fun one. I mean, right now, probably a more exciting and more dramatic uh, series than what we have here at the World Series. It's too bad. It, I mean, I feel like all that is at stake is that. If Bochi wins this one, is he the GOAT manager of modern times, 21st century? Certainly of the 21st century. Hard to argue. Right? He the brought the Giants their first World Series in San Francisco and Texas. This would be their first World Series ever, right? And uh, took the Padres to the World Series. And played for the Padres in the World Series. Yeah. It, I mean, it's up there. Yeah. He's up there. I, I, I really don't. I really don't know who the argument's for. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, La Russa or Tito. If you're just talking 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just uh, throwing those yeah, out there. Tito, maybe. Did Tito get the Red Sox their World Series? Yeah. That counts for a lot. And then he took Cleveland there. Yeah. But he didn't win with Cleveland. Sure did. Yeah. It, I, think, it, I think Bochy. It could be Bochy. Well, it's not Larusa because he almost ruined baseball with stupid shifts. Yeah, and also, he, when's the last time they won? And he won in something that was the fucking eighties. Yeah. The no, I think he won with the Cardinals. Okay. In two thousand eleven. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was still Larusa. I think so. Yeah. That, that that tracks, I guess. Yeah. Um. Let's talk a little bit about this series, though. Um. I feel like if this. If the 10 run, the, the the offensive outpouring that Texas had yesterday had happened in a game three, it would be like we'd almost be assured of a seven game series. But the fact that they did it in a game four to go up three one, it feels like the Diamondbacks backs against the wall now i'm not gonna make any prediction because i have like my predictions and i think everybody as far as baseball talking heads goes this postseason including obviously mad dog russo who did not retire um but damn it everybody has been wrong the whole time no one had diamondbacks rangers no one no. had diamondbacks rangers no. and i said well you know Philly's got two chances to win it at home. It's Phillies. Phillies are going to the World Series. Diamondbacks did it. Like, I would not be shocked if this goes to a seventh game, but it feels unlikely at this point. It feels it like there's just too much offense coming out of Texas. It feels like there's a lack of starting pitching in Arizona. Obviously, they have Gallon going tonight. Um, obviously, this game is at their, their last chance at home. Um, so let's start there. And then we might have an answer to this before this episode's even released. But do you think Arizona wins tonight? Let me preface that by saying Derek Jeter says no. Big Poppy says no. A-Rod says yes. I mean, I, I do I think Arizona could win tonight? Yes. I think like both of these teams are. Who do, you, who do you think wins tonight? My gut is it like Rangers just shut it out. But my gut has been wrong this whole fucking postseason. But the reason I think that this is, I mean, the reason I think the Diamondbacks can and should win tonight is just because like they're a very both these teams are very athletic. They've got speed. They've got power. You know they're they're athletic in the field, so and they've got some, you know, some postseason veteran on both sides. So, you know, can can Longo hit a big one? Can you know Marte and Longo was benched last night for because he's been slumping. Oh yeah, but Marte. Uh, and this was there's something a, there's studs everywhere in this world series. There really is. And I said, I said that I said for baseball fans, I think this is a great world series for, yeah. for so sports. I'm kind of reading for baseball fans to get like a long series. Yeah. Instead of it, you know, Marte has a post has a hit in every single postseason game he's ever played in. I think it's, I think we're at an 18 game hitting streak right now. Wild. Postseason the longest ever. Uh, just amazing start to his postseason career. But what's crazy is like he's not top. He's, he's well, he's definitely not top three offensive performers in this World Series. I nope. mean, Garcia now Garcia and Scherzer are out for the remainder of the World Series. You thought that would come into play last night, um, but t Texas didn't miss a beat. There was a moment there where you could argue that Garcia was putting up one of the best post seasons of all time, if not the best postseason of all time. And now you have Seager who, if the Texas Rangers win, probably still wins MVP. They flashed a Reggie Jackson, the Reggie, Reggie Jackson, Jackson graphic before. Yeah, that's wild. And he's just been absolutely dominant. Like 
the, the star power, it's it's sort of like I mean, Seeger is obviously a star with the Dodgers, but it really is. This is guys announcing their presence with authority to the Certainly. baseball world. Certainly. Certainly. I, I'm so impressed with Seeger. And I know, like, you know, your Dodger fans would be like, man, they 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 always kind of shit on his defense. And I could see that. He's kind of a tall, kind of lanky guy. He might not get to everything. But does it fucking matter when you hit the most bombs in the postseason? Right. Ever? And also, I think that that was the combination of that. It was pairing him you know it was, it, justin turner played a solid third base at the time yeah. but it's like you're pairing him with over there uh like i think he, just he, trey turner kind of made him look a little stiff right you know but also He's that's so kind of the thing about the dodgers and i don't really understand it but they they let him go they replace essentially replace him for the next postseason with trey turner but they don't sign trey turner like yeah. you let Corey Seager go over money. Yeah. You're the Los Angeles Dodgers. He it like I mean, he was homegrown, you know. I mean, fucking white, handsome, like could have been LA's guy for you know 30, 45 years. Take fucking Oral Hershiser off TV. That'd yeah. be great. You know? Yeah, that was I, they didn't end up with either of those guys. And now they're like, they're not very athletic. And what's, you know? I guess, I guess, you know, the thing is as a Mets fan that the Dodgers also Dodgers fans also have to be feeling is, you know, the, the um, attitude toward Jacob deGrom signing there. This off season was every, everybody goes, Wherever they show up, they go, I love what this organization is putting together. I saw their blueprint for a championship team. And, I, and Mets fans were like, you're leaving here to go be, to go be <laughs> of the Rangers? And it's like, yeah, dude, because yeah. it's the perfect combination of having great young players and spending the money you need to spend where you have fucking holes. The last few years, they got Simeon. They got Seager. Seager. They, they took got care of their middle infield. Avaldi. They yeah. got like there's always. I mean, the the lineup from top to bottom is literally. I'm looking at their lineup right now. It's veteran, veteran, young guy, young guy, young guy, veteran, young guy, veteran. Like it's the perfect balance. Yeah. And then they went out and they got the pitcher. DeGrom isn't even – Scherzer's done for the series. DeGrom didn't pitch since fucking June. Right. Didn't matter. And they got the best manager in the game. Yeah. Certainly postseason manager, man. I mean, like, it's unbelievable. Every movie makes looks right all the time. It feels like – and baseball has become so – has so much parody these days. No one saw these two teams being the world series matchup, but it seems like the new blueprint as compared to those, you know, we went through so many years where it was the Yankees and the Red Sox. Then we went through the Astros being so dominant because their farm system was so dominant, keeping the guys they think they should replace. You got the giants, got the giants in the middle there, buddy. Right. But, I, right, but the I'm saying the Giants, the Giants blueprint was like a little bit different. It was a little too. wacky. It, it was, was a little bit like it's hard yeah. to say what exactly what they were doing. Um, they, had, they had Bochi and they had pitching. Exactly. Yeah, they had Bochi and they had pitching. But in terms of the in terms of like how they were forming a lineup, there was like kind of no rhyme or reason to it. Zero. Um, they had Absolutely they had Buster zero. in the middle, which yeah, was like got and done, it was but, like just try to cover holes but if it also feels like the the giants could have extended their run by doing what the rangers did and being like okay we're gonna keep you but you're gone but we're gonna replace you with a big fucking name we're gonna go out and spend the money yeah it's like this seems like um it almost seems like the astros blueprint but on steroids they're not just gonna pay i'm sure they'll pay these young guys who are performing but they're also just going out and bringing in 
Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Jacob DeGrom, yeah. like Nathan Avaldi, like, and, and again, DeGrom's not even fucking pitching. But the point is, is it's, but it's you know, three of those attitudes, yeah. you know, and like you're getting, you're getting two guys in their prime middle infielders with power who don't miss games, you know, right. Those guys, I mean, maybe Seager missed a few games here and there with the Dodgers, but like pretty much he's out there putting together huge seasons every year. Simeon too, you know, bombs. And then this Garcia kid, I mean, I don't, I didn't even know, I didn't even hear of him before the the postseason this year. I mean, he was, I wasn't even aware of this guy. Like the the Cardinals traded him for cash considerations. Whoopsie. The yeah the. Rangers like designated him for assignment. I think like yeah. earlier in this year, um, everybody's on the, well, steroids are fucking working and it's like, yeah. but he's obviously yeah. just like absolute beast. And he's, that's the thing about baseball is he's locked in. He's locked in. And I guarantee when he goes up there, he's like, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. Nobody can fucking get me out. I mean, the oppo taco to <laughs> fucking walk off bro. A world so, series game. So nasty. It's it's like that's king shit right there. Yeah. What? Uh, let's yeah. talk about Seager. See, the, the the game's on. Simeon flies out to center field to start the game. Let's talk about Seager, who's up again. The talk of the pregame was: Do you even fucking pitch to him? Your thoughts. Right. You have your ace on the mound. Your thoughts. Uh, me, it, it's there's nobody on base right now, right? Right. Go get him. What are we doing? You know what I mean? If there's somebody on base, situation allows it. But like, it's the first inning. At least establish, you know, establish yourself, man. Like, I wouldn't run from him right now in this situation. A Rod said, if Corey Seager walks five times in this game, the Arizona Diamondbacks have a better chance of winning. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Gallon's going out. Well, I mean, he he, he's he going he missed, out right here. He missed with the first one. It felt like he. Uh, it felt like at first, oh, he's pitching, he's he's pitching around him, but no, then he comes back with breaking ball for a strike, fast dotted fastball, and breaking ball pulled hard down the line. <laughs> Ooh, it's 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 he's okay. He's like, well, I can't throw him that. That's the end of that. So gallon, I the eye level right now. Gallon here, the the. You know, there's a there's a lack of starting pitching on the oh, ground ball shortstop. He's out. There we go. Hit the That's ball hard did. as fuck though. Yeah. Um, the the Diamondbacks obviously they went with the starter last night. Um, or yeah, they went with the how do they call it the, the reliever the, the yeah they they went they, they went they went the bullpen opener? game the opener went, yeah the opener exactly they went bullpen game hate it. Right. <laughs> you like I hate I mean, it. Reminds it, me of what's the male mo- Zoolander, our, our manager Zoolander. Yeah. yeah. And and it was it worked out precisely as they thought it was. But you have you have Gallon, you have Merrill Kelly, who had a great performance. I think that would have been what game two? Yeah. yeah. Um, great performance game two. Uh one of only like X amount of guys to strike out nine plus batters that walking anybody. Um, but you have a lack of starting pitching to the point where you have to go opener in a very important game four. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? And I don't want to bury these guys. Cause again, they've been so frisky the whole playoffs and, and, right. and they're in the world series and they had a, they had a one, one series at one point. Um, I, I talked about the diamondbacks being frisky, to start the year. And I'm yes, like, so, I'm so happy about, I'm so happy that I said that and, and it come here, but not to bury them early. Do you think that there's a future for this diamondbacks team? Do you see this if, as an NL West fan? Are you yeah, worried that like, wow, oh, man, we, we already have to deal with the Dodgers. Now we got to deal with the fucking diamondbacks going forward. Okay. So let's look at the Dodgers going forward. Right. Um, I let's just say actually, let's deal with the Diamondbacks right now. Like, already they're the most athletic team in the division. I mean, San Diego, like, they're not going to be able to keep this team together, it's completely falling apart, like, from within or whatever, 
right? The Giants are as stiff as stiff can be. And the Dodgers, like, they've lost Bellinger. They've lost Seager. They've, they still have Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, but Muncie is a plotter, you know? And even, like, and even, I mean, even that, like, when you talk about athleticism, like, you don't, you don't go, ooh, the, the, peak athlete that is freddie freeman now he's a great no, fucking I mean, hitter great hitter and but like, and, and max really Mookie, and yeah. maybe was this outman kid i don't know i didn't really see him play this year is he is he like a guy that kind of strikes fear yeah. if he's on the base paths yeah you know? i mean he's, he's, a, he's a good young athlete but also okay. i guess that's that's kind of the thing with the the padres too is like if Manny Machado is your starting third baseman 10 years ago, you're like, Ooh, we're pretty athletic. And now it's like, mm. yeah, it, it happens fast, man. Yeah, It happens fast. You know, you know, there's, there's a lot of time on that dirt, man. <laughs> a lot of time that dirt tightens you up. Um, so you think we'll see a consistency from this diamondback team? I mean, obviously I mean, look at this, this Corbin Carroll guy, like first in every category for rookies hitting wise, you yeah. know, um, I think it's sustainable. I mean, they're really young and really athletic. Marte is young, right? I mean, that what's center fielder is, is nice. Is he, what's amazing is a couple of years ago, they had Goldschmidt, who's like regularly like in the MVP conversation. They let him go and they just, they were like, yeah, we can't, That this is not how you compete. You've got to be young. like this. It seems like this is the, the next wave of baseball, which is like, start with this it's it's almost like that rookie quarterback in the NFL thing obviously there's no salary cap in baseball but it's like be young be athletic be frisky right and then go out and get the cherry to, yeah to like think about just think about like it's easier than ever to steal bases right there's no more shift you know like Every every ball you hit, you could beat out. You know, I mean, how many bases Ricky Henderson steal or Vince Coleman steal in this era? Like six hundred, yeah. like yeah. by the All Star break. You know what I mean? So, yeah, going forward, you know, get some get some kids and and then get go go get Corey Seager. You know, and the Phillies too. The Phillies got some got some kids and they went and got Schwarber and and Harper. Yeah, you know. That center fielder for Diamondbacks is is nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now we we also like what's crazy is you look at Evaldi. Evaldi, it felt like he had that run with the Red Sox. He goes over to Texas and was just kind of like, meh. And now you're just getting playoff Evaldi again. Dude, he's, I mean, this, I remember when he was like a prospect. This guy was a top, top prospect. And I think he struggled as a kind of starter reliever until he found his role as a starter. And then he just became a playoff god. Yeah. You know? It's like he's a different pitcher. Yeah. And this is obviously what you're, when you're, if you're Texas, this is what you're hoping you get for him, from him when you, when you, sign him but at the same time there was a moment there where you're like well who gives a shit about playoff of Aldi if you know if you guys don't you make don't the fucking playoffs, playoffs. <laughs> right 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 but it's amazing that i mean he's been incredible this postseason what is it about a guy like him where he can just be so dominant in the postseason versus just like Oh, is it just, is it like, cause in, ba in, in baseball, you're playing the 162 games and we heard Castellanos talk about it last year. He's like, it's hard to focus for 162 games, but dude, you're a pitcher. You only have to focus one of every five days. I think there's just some guys who just like, just, just not scared, you know, of the moment of, you know, like I'll fucking throw a fastball to you. Fucking Manny Ramirez, right down yeah. the cockpit in a, in a curveball situation or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's probably the difference between these guys in the postseason because, you know, everybody throws nine five now. You know, right, I think right. in general, power arms win in the postseason. You know, but it's like between the power arms, 
you know, who's the guy with the most guts? He's he's never won more than 14 games in his career. He's won triple digit games three times. He's been in the league for 12 seasons. He's won triple digit or sorry, double digit wins. 14, 11, and 12 this year. Three times. Yeah. Now I know wins aren't the fucking end all be all of stats and wins are what they used to be like i I mean how many 20 game winners do we see anymore it's it's very rare right i mean like or even high 18 19s you know lucky we see a guy win 15 games now i feel like but he's thrown i mean since since uh you know 2021 2022 182 innings, 109 innings, 144 innings. Before that, you're looking at 48, 67, 54, 57, 100. He's got a lot of bullets left in the tank, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he, he went through a good run there, you know, uh, Miami and New York where he had some innings. But, like, it's just a whole other – it's just – it's just it feels like he's a whole other pitcher. Well, you know, you just kind of made me think of something. It's like it's like you, you're rattling off those innings uh, per season. You're like maybe there's just with all this like advanced the analytics and bullpens, you know, guys who throw 111 out of the pen and shit like that. Like maybe there's the 200 inning guys just not think yeah anymore. And so these guys maybe they got a lot lot more juice left in the arm when it comes to money time. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's remarkable how how great he's been in the postseason. It's like he's a player that you don't really have to even talk about or think about during the regular season. You're like, oh, right. he's in the volley. How's he doing? Yeah. But then in the postseason, you can't, you're just like, okay. Okay, glad we got this guy. Fuck. We have, we're down 3 1 and we've got a Valdi in a game five. Like our season might be over. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's absolutely wild. Um, and of course, as we say that he he gets into a little, he gets himself into a little jam here in the first. But look but. at Bochy's like, I mean, I mean, he's got everybody up in the first inning. Yeah, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not giving away shit. And I love that. Yeah, I love it too. It's like I'm not going to play a game. We're not going to try to win this game eight seven. Like, no, we're, we're, we're win this every, one, everyone think. fucking matters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that that's. Um, that's an interesting managerial move to be totally honest with you. Uh, but I mean, it worked, you know, it did, it did, you know? And I think like you're playing for a manager like that. And he's got such a, like a history of success. Like when he says, okay, we're pulling the guy, we're pulling it in, you know, with a guy on third and one out, um, in the first inning, you know, you just play with that more, much more confidence. We're like, dude, this guy knows what's up. Like, I'm not worried about this guy flaring one over my head. <laughs> You know, which happens to the gays quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Bochy's ever been like, there was no punch thrown. <laughs> yeah, no punch thrown. You're right. Fucking punch. Right. Show me the evidence. Burden of proof is on you, sir. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, to be honest, like even though it's three-one, this you know, uh, uh, I always say like. Obviously, winning three games to come back and win the series is very hard to do. But uh, I always say in these situations, if the Diamondbacks win tonight, it's 3-2. That's as close as the series can be. Somebody's exactly. got to be up 3-2. Right. Somebody somebody has to be leading a series. If, you're, if you've played five games, it can't be closer than somebody's up 3-2. Exactly. Um, it's been a fantastic World Series, despite the fact that one team's up 3-1. Last night's game was the only game that really kind of felt like it was like sort of out of control to start yeah. because of the opener. But even that, the, the Diamondbacks didn't go down without a fight. They put on a little late flurry. They tried to you know make something happen. They didn't roll over. And, I mean, let me ask you this. I know it's Texas and they seem they feel like a buzzsaw right now, but Garcia's out. Scherzer's out. Not that that fucking matters. Of all these pitching tonight, what's more difficult? If they get through tonight and it's 3 2, what's more difficult? Two games in Philly against that Phillies team 
or two games in Texas against this Texas team when you add on the World Series. It feels like if you get a win here, you've already done this one. You've already done this. And, like, I don't – like, I haven't really checked out, like, the vibe in Texas. Like, it doesn't come across on TV like it was as crazy as Philly, you know? But if they get through this, yeah, like, there's they're going to be feeling really good and feeling like, oh, we've been here before. What – so – I'm gonna. I'm if gonna, they don't I, get through this, they're oh, it's over anyway. Right. I'll I'll say this. Okay. I think Arizona wins this game, and I think Arizona loses this series. The difference being, yeah, they've done it before, but they didn't do it against Bochi. Bo- yeah. Bochi's not blowing a three-one. He's not fucking Doc Rivers. <laughs> Doc Rivers, fucking, you know, he blows this every fucking day. But he's this is Bochi. I feel like we come all the way back around to the conversation yeah. of, you know, manager of the century so far. I don't see him. I don't see him blowing this. I, I don't see him blowing this either, but those were two stone cold takes by uh Christian Walker right there. Yeah. Absolutely. That slider, that 90 mile hour slower slider that, you know, was a ball off the plate. That was a tough take, man. That was good. Uh, what I don't like and watch him get a hit is that if Tommy Pham's hitting fifth, like, I mean, Tommy Pham's also uh, hitting f- uh, well until this ground out. Uh, yeah, he's been he's been mashing. That's true. He's, he's hitting five hundred in the series. Yeah, never mind. And never mind. Tommy Pham is, but is a seventh hitter on a very good team. Yeah, but a good player. I think. I think what this goes back to this conversation about sort of like these two teams kind of being like a, a newish blueprint, which is, it's really not about like how much Tommy fam can produce for you in that spot. It's almost that you're just plugging a veteran into that spot. Yeah, you have Tommy fam as an option, you know? Yeah. And, and you then you're like, like, Hey, our guys lineup- the bench who could be that Tommy fam guy for a series or whatever, you know? And then yeah. also it's just like, Hey, you know, it's hard to predict when the, when your season's on the line, how a 22, 23 year old or kid with no fucking experience is going to handle it. Whereas like Tommy fam has been there before he, you know, in the middle of your lineup, like, well, let's break it. It's almost like how Buck Showalter is obsessed with going righty lefty, like to, to no matter what, like no matter what happens, he's like, well, I guess Daniel Vogelbach's got to play every fucking day because we have to go righty lefty. It's almost like going, going, uh, young stud vet, young stud vet is like, right. is a better strategy than, than playing the righty lefty analytics. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, like, I think hitting has gotten so, um, so good now that like the old righty lefty thing doesn't, have to be the end all be all anymore and like i I don't understand just always playing it that way because there's lefties who crush lefties you know and righties who kill righties you know i mean you're a right-handed hitter you're hitting against right-handers most of the time right you know i don't you know you're not going to take fucking pete alonzo out because you're facing a righty right he's dumb um let me ask you something. Obviously, there's been uh, a lot of homers in this postseason. But yeah. last night, you have an 11-7 game. You have a Gurriel homer, uh, a three-run homer late that pulls it to 11-5. They end up scoring two more in the ninth. They make it 11-7. Um, but in last night's game, there's one, two, three, four homers. Uh and yet it's an 11 seven game. So that's eh, okay. It, am I crazy or does this not necessarily feel does this, this, these two teams and this series doesn't kind doesn't really feel like bloop and a bomb, the bloop and a bomb battle. It really feels like these guys have lineups where everybody fucking hits. Yeah. No, I've seen a lot of hard outs in this. I don't, I don't see like, any real flailing swings, ass out rollovers, just like, you know, bloops. I see, you know, competent approach and swings on every, in every at bat, you know, I feel like there's a lot of hard contact. Uh, 
I'm I'm looking I'm just going through it. Yeah, there's there's two homers in the in the nine to one uh Arizona win. Now Texas obviously has had some extremely timely homers yeah. in the series. Seeger's two run homer was huge. Um Seeger's two run homer in game one to tie it up, and then Garcia's homer after that was was huge, but there was three homers in a six five game one, uh two of them coming in the bottom of the ninth and the bottom of the 11th. Like it feels like that these teams, sure. You have these fucking guys with some clutch ass, big swings, but baseball seems to have gone more kind of like, you know, bomb or nothing strikeout Walker bomb. Yeah. And, and yet, these teams seem to have made it there. I mean, Arizona, no doubt about it, is way less that team than Philly. Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought the lack of the shift would add some more contact and some higher batting average and less of the kind of three true outcomes. But, you know, I'm watching Mitch's, Mitch Garver's stat line here as he strikes out the ball in the dirt. Um, one for 15 with that one being a home run. Yeah. <laughs> and one walk. So like he is, you know, the one true outcome guy. Oh, he is for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and I like amazing. this guy, Josh Young, though. Yeah. And it's amazing that um with as much as uh Garver and as much as Lau have have struggled in this series, yeah. Bochi just like doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no, Bochy like sticks with his guys. I mean, he may what what position Mitch Garber plays? He outfielder? Yeah. Where is he? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't have anybody else, but because I don't know. But also, you know, out of five games, you you know, you have some three for fourteens. It looks really ugly as far as batting average wise, but like you might have three hits. Gar- Garver's, have- Garver's the Garver's a of zero forty three hitting DH. Yeah, know. that's tough. He's I don't know. There's got to be somebody else on the. I mean, I'm sure if Garcia could swing a bat, he'd be in that DH spot. Sure. Although he, I mean, what that that guy coming out of the scene? What what a it, it's that's been the saddest part about this world series. Like the fact that he here's the other thing. So here's a question. What was it an oblique? Yeah. And then it was, he was going to play. He was not going to play. And then it was, he's done for the series. It feels like with Bochy being able to stick with his guys, the way he does, why was he not just on the active roster sitting there for the Kirk Gibson moment? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Or is this, I mean, I, I've never, I've never strained an oblique. Is that like you, when you know, you know, I mean, it hurts. You're not able to, you know. Like, I mean, at one point he said, at one point he said in a post game, like, I'm good. And then the next day he's maybe deactivated. They found, maybe they found roids in his piss and they're like, oh, right. we're not going to get him out of here before it's getting out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for all your contributions. Uh, but yeah, get out of here. <laughs> no, we're up three one. You're good. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I think the best chance for us to have a great World Series here is we're both we're basically both predicting that the Rangers win. <laughs> yeah, I want. I mean, I, I, for America, for America, I want the Diamondbacks to win tonight. For all baseball fans, I want the Diamondbacks to win tonight. I'm still salty about the three cowards in Arizona, so I want <laughs> you know. I uh, I mean, it's you hard for Texas me to in the end. Right What you want Texas in the end, but I want Texas in the end. Yeah, I want Boach to yeah. be the the goat, the goat yeah. Boach. You know, makes the Giants look bad, and I like it. Now, talk to me about. We've talked about Bochi. Talk to me about just like as a Giants fan, like how is this? Like this, this got to be painful for Bochi to be. It, I mean, it is, and it isn't. It's crazy with his resume that he's even there, right? Like, how is he there? Because, you know, the, the Texas Rangers had some just some damn plain sense. And we're like, hey, let's get the best manager who's available. Oh, Bruce Bochy wants to wants to manage us? Great. He's the best manager, manager available. And I think everybody was kind of like, you know, when I mean, I remember when he got hired, I was like, hey, Bochy, Texas, DeGrom. 
Seager, got some dudes now. Like, he's got dudes in this lineup. He never had them for San Francisco or even, yeah. you know, even San Diego back in the day. Um, So, in a way, it hurts, but in a way, it feels good because, I like, I'm right about the Giants right. being a bunch of morons. Right. And, you know, like... As you know, I, I mean, I've, I've done a thousand episodes of the Dirty Sports at this point. Tag on a couple dozen of these. Like, you know me. There's nothing right. more important to me in doing all of this than being right. Yeah, I, don't care how, yeah. I, don't, I don't care how much it hurts me personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feels good. Feels good to be right all the time. Yeah, feels good. So, yeah, I really want Bochy to win. Yeah. Uh, since we're talking managers and, and we're watching this game play out, um, my team is they're circling Craig Council from a from an outsider's perspective. How would you feel if how would you feel if Craig Council was hired to manage your your baseball team? I mean, I feel pretty good about it. You know, he's had a lot of success. He's been in the playoffs a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just kind of makes me wonder about like he's a young guy who got hired and without any managing experience and what does that actually mean? Who's actually running the show, you know? Yeah. So seems, um, seems like a, my, my thing is when you look at the, the player, when you look right. at the player, Craig council, he feels like a guy. Rapper. Yeah. He feels like a guy who only exists because he understands the game on a higher level. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he, he's like, he, he knows it all. He knows the game and he's a try hard and you have to be with that body, you know? So I, I think it'd be a good hire, you know, would do you, if you were me, would you have any fear of Craig council versus the New York media? I mean, he seems like, um, you know, like a, a kind of no bullshit Midwestern guy. So I think like if he sticks with that, He's just, you know, as himself, he'll probably be fine, you know. I don't see him like freaking out, right? Yeah, right. You know, and he's not like Aaron Boone, like baseball kind of semi royalty. So he's not. He doesn't feel like he's entitled in a way that Aaron Boone kind of feels. Um, you know. So I don't know. I think he'll be fine. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I. I, I mean, I'm not I, sure. At that right now is like, is it? Are you guys a manager away? Well, know. listen, there. I thought Buck Showalter was going to be great for you guys, and he was like, great year one. Year one, right? Great year one, 101, 101 wins. It's it right. felt like if it, it felt like the Mets have. I don't like to at this point. I really don't know what the Mets issue was this year. Other than like a bunch of shit, but that's baseball, like a bunch of shitty things happening all to all at the same time. Like, yeah. oh, there's no jail, a couple injuries, and fucking you lose the locker room. Like, the Diaz gets hurt to start the year. Oh, we're like, now we have a bullpen problem. Oh, the Correa thing didn't work out. Now we, I was like, but at the same time, it does, I guess, in a way, if it feels like we're a manager away or potentially a manager away. But I liked Buck Showalter. It just felt very like it felt like it felt like he didn't know how to handle the losing, not having the scrappy team, not being like responsible for like him being like, oh, I'll take this team from nothing to something like being right. handed, being handed like, like the studs, the studs and being like, you're expecting with the studs. Win. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas. Like, dude, we set it to start the playoffs, and we set it to start the year. Watch out for Bruce Bochy and the fucking Texas Rangers, because yeah, it's yeah. Bruce Bochy. It's fucking Bruce Bochy. And yeah. it's like, listen, Seager's been incredible. But, like, that could be Francisco Lindor. Like, there's no reason that, like, they're very right. similar guys. I mean, I think... uh Fucking see, you're sitting like 235 in the world. Like, he's not like a hitting 340. You know what I mean? He's, but he he's is the, dude. yeah, but he's a fucking dude and he hits big, big homers in runs. big fucking moments. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, let's see. In that '96 Padres team, you have, I mean, you had Tony Gwynn on that team. Yeah. And you had um, Caminiti, Caminiti, Greg Vaughn. Yeah. And Wally Joyner. That was pretty, probably good, really good lineup at the time. And the guy's an old Wally Joyner. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I mean, this lineup with Texas, I mean, it murders any Giants lineup you had. You know, which is crazy because, not. which is crazy because I think if you are not a baseball savant, you probably can't name. You know, middle of this year before, like right now, obviously baseball fans, but like middle of this season, besides Simeon and Seeger, who are huge uh, free agent signings for them, you ask the guy, hey, who plays fucking right field? Hey, who's their catcher? You like, no idea. I wouldn't have known. Yeah. No, no idea. And we're just about as big, you know, we're not, we're not fucking fantasy baseball guys or whatever. Yeah, I think right. the fantasy crew at this point is that way. But like, we're pretty big baseball fans. Oh, what a what a good looking hat. <laughs> Hotness. Well, Laz, I think um because you have uh Randy Ruther over there, because you have Nate Craig over there, you have a pool, you have a World Series game on. I think we wrap this up. We hope that we're coming back and we do this again during this World Series. You think Texas wins tonight. I think Arizona wins tonight but loses the series. Um so hopefully we can do another one of these. But, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, tell everybody where they can watch all kinds of gays drama. Um, on va- uh, gays Instagram, all the reels, all the videos are all posted on my on my you know on my page. So check them out. And you've got Randy there. I know uh, he will be joining us in New Orleans. Will we have Will we have you in New Orleans, last? Is that are you Are you absolutely, Joe? Let's go. It's confirmed. Uh. The Airbnb is booked. The football tickets have been bought. Shout out to CT. Uh, um, I, uh, I'm i calling Top Bunk in Randy Ruther's room. <laughs> this, what's funny <laughs> is there's there's tons of Randy, Andy jockeying. To be, who's going to be? Is it going to be Randy and Andy? Is it going to be Andy and Andy? Is it going to be Andy and other Randy? I thought for sure I was going to be stuck in a bunk bed because I booked a place of bunk beds. But it sounds like people want it. So that's great news for me. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to CT. We'll we're, we he's got us some tickets to the football game. Shout out to no Andy way. Ruther. Uh, that's happening December sixteenth and seventeenth in New Orleans. The thousandth Dirty Sports Podcast. Two Joe Prano shows. Both of these guys, Randy and Andy, and the other Andy, and former guest of the Dirty Sports and Dirty Slides Podcast, Pizza Starro, will be making. <laughs> uh, an appearance at the show, so come out to that. Um, I will be here in Las Vegas at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club the rest of the weekend. Come see me here. Uh, I've also got some shows in Alaska coming up. Are there baseball fans in Alaska? Are there sliders in Alaska? Who knows? If you are, come see it, but definitely come see us in New Orleans. It's going to be it's going to be a heck of a weekend. Um, haunted city in the Union. But I think, Laz, we don't I think this might be the only time we've ever done this, but it feels appropriate. I think we might have to swap roles here because it feels like you've got to name our guys there down in Arizona for our for our going out here. Well, Steve Sigler, his gutless son Brian Sigler, <laughs> and the and the troll known as Tom Pendergrass, the three cowards in Arizona. Fuck the three cowards in Arizona. Fuck them.